0: Hello and welcome to The Investor's Corner. This week, we've finally got someone that works in the trades that are looking to leverage the profits they've made from their trade business into a limited business and look to buy additional investment properties. Super excited to be joined with Andy as my co-host, but most importantly, the guest this week is Sean Costello, who is one of the business owners of a really cool company called Helix. Now this particular trade business specialises in loft conversions and garage conversions. So in this episode, we are gonna discuss how that might impact someone that's got a property that's just got a garage that's sat there that doesn't really add huge rental value, could be potentially turned into a self-contained home office, maybe something for a parent to move into one day, and of course, an additional bedroom, and how much extra cash would that add to the rental value. We're also gonna cover Sean as a landlord and how he's experienced that over the last 20 years the business helix, how that differs to some of the others out there and what they do for landlords and residential homeowners in regards to their professional work. And we're going to talk about what the future holds for him as a limited business owner in the property investing world. Really good episode, lovely conversation. Let's get stuck straight in and welcome me, Andy and Sean. Sean, welcome to the Investors Club podcast. Thank you,
1: guys. Welcome. Good to
0: how are do- we doing? Yeah, really good. So in this episode, we want to cover we want to cover the trade world because we're interested to know what's happened on that since, you know, Ukraine. We've had Brexit, yep. we've had obviously COVID. But you wear a couple of hats, you're a landlord yourself, and then you've also now decided to kind of leverage some of those profits from the business yep. into future property investing in some fashion or another. So looking forward to the convo. Mm-hmm. But the first thing, how's how's the trade world? It's
1: really good. I mean, we um, we set the business up back in middle of COVID. Um, and ironically, it came off the back of a kind of a, an idea off the back of a fact packet at the time. Um, my brother-in-law and someone else that basically came from the trades. Um, and we said, let's just get something going ourselves. Ironically, at that time, people weren't moving house. Um, they weren't releasing any funds from anything because everyone was kind of scared as to what was going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it took a good few years to get it off the ground. But what we kind of focused on is a really customer-centric business the trades naturally is renowned for letting people down not turning up
0: on time But our industry's got a rep hasn't it yeah (laughs) it's it's quite similar yeah it's it's
1: almost the same but just in the trades versus as agency yeah um and kind of what we've done to grow as as we have is kind of focus on the customer you know normally you're in these people's houses for like four to 12 16 weeks you become part of the family and one of the biggest problems we have we've seen sorry is um, customers that end up selecting someone based on price only yeah, and then can't stand the trade that they've got. And ultimately, sometimes having called us to finish something off because they've had to get rid of someone or someone's taken the last paycheck and just not
0: turned up. Um, so it's... Um, you don't but, think about that, actually, but we had our garden done and it took, in the end, it took about three and a half months. Yeah. But, you know, the kids and all of us knew who was who. Yeah. In You're the end, You're making you know, them sandwiches. You know or which teas. tea they
1: want. Yeah, hundred percent. You know you become part of the family, and that's part of our kind of upsell when we speak to the customer at the beginning. If it's a case that we're not the cheapest, we know you want the best value for money, mm. but that doesn't always come with having the lowest priced contractor. You know we're going to be effectively, like you say, an extension to the family for four to sixteen weeks. Mm. Factor that in, um, and of course the, the the operations that we run is the customer centric side. Is we've got customer success calls with the with the customer uh, each week. That comes from me or the office team, so there's a nice divide between the guys and girls that are on site yeah. versus the operations that are keeping things nice and slick for the customer. It's all about confidence for them. You know, they're worried that you're going to disappear with their money or not do a good job, or the house is going
2: to fall yeah. down. Yeah, similar to what we have. You know, when we manage properties as well. So if you have a landlord who uh-huh. trusts their investment with us to manage it, compared to a landlord that may be a let only landlord mm-hmm. or just a rent collection service landlord. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Last last week um, or the week before, we had a landlord who wanted to arrange everything himself, and mm-hmm. elect- get his own electrician in, and he knew this electrician was, said, fine, we can't take responsibility because yeah. you don't want us to organise it. Anyway, that landlord ended up paying triple of course. what he would yeah. because he got this contractor in, yeah. didn't know him, did a
1: shocking job. And, you got, had get, and now, we had to get it rectified yeah, yeah. to get our own content. Now you've got an undoing cost and a redoing yeah. cost and the exactly. time delay on getting it done for the tenant in the yeah. property. They say buy, tr- buy, cheap, buy, buy,
0: twice. buy cheap buy twice. <laughs> that's The thing is, it's so true, yeah, so relevant. Yeah, it so is. With, with Helix, what I'm interested to know mm-hmm. with the business is, what about things like the doom and gloom that's out there in the media at the moment? No one's got any money, cost of living, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, materials must have gone up in that time yeah. frame. You, yeah. you obviously being a newer business experienced it. In the lockdown fashion, but with Ukraine war and stuff like that, I guess materials started to kind yeah, of rocket. Did material, they? Materials has it,
1: it's ironic you say what you said there. They went up, they stabilised and dropped a little bit, but they never came back down to where. Yeah. it's almost like if they, if the old boys club of selling materials know that they keep it all at one level, yeah, then they're probably nicking an extra bit of margin, which is fine. You know, yeah. it's just unfortunate that that then passes on to the customer. We've had to go through re quoting people from a, a fifty thousand pound loft that's now sixty thousand. And they can't work out. Well, I think we've nicked an extra ten. Yeah, you're making out, no more profit. No, no, we're just we're making the same profit. Um, it's just that the materials have gone up. And yeah. we'll always say to them, go and check with the other two quotes that you had before, and you know it comes back that we're we're in the same ballpark. But the um, people, honestly, if anything, we grew rapidly over that period. Um, you had more people working from home from COVID, so things like garage conversions, we were doing them by the dozen every yeah. few months. Um, and they're great work. You know, we're in and out in five, six weeks. You're giving someone an extra whole bedroom or a whole extra office that's separate from the kids running around, Then mm-hmm. Zoom calls and kids running in and out. Yeah. Um, and of course, people kind of, I think, people panic like they do with buying or selling their house. They panic that they can't move and they go, it's much easier and safer for me to stay and modify my house or develop the house, which is good for them in the long term because by the time they sell and buy, um, you know, your stamp duty, your legal fees each side, They're probably in, if they're moving up in the world, they're probably in for 20, 30K plus already. Yeah. Well, that's kind of half the cost of doing a loft conversion or
0: double the cost of doing a garage conversion. It's probably not a huge difference for just a standalone attached garage on a rental. It's not a massive difference on the rental value, is it? You might add 50 quid... Fifty quid a month, quid a month. Yeah, but yeah. I guess if it was a bedroom yeah. or a self-contained home office, yeah. well, you're talking another two hundred and fifty, three yeah, hundred quid. Yeah, maybe. well,
1: exactly. So where we've where we've had real good progress on it is people that are doing it to turn it into service accommodation. Yeah, because if they don't don't need, need to go through the rigmarole of turning it into a HMO, if they go down the service accommodation route, like you say, they're nicking something that's an extra hundred and fifty pound a night. Yeah, and it's an extra bedroom, and if it's if it's filled for half the month. They're making yeah. an extra grand. I know quite a lot out of, 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 yeah. out of, the, out of the rentals.
0: I know quite a lot of people that maybe ten years on us, sort of fifties, where they've got parents that are kind of a little bit older that were yeah. in the care homes, and everyone had that horror story around the care homes. Yeah. And they wanted to bring their parents out of the care homes. A yeah. lot of people were doing the conversions versions
1: well, for oddly yeah, during COVID. We set up a, a, an element to our uh, website called Adaptive Living. So it's a mixture of um, we're working closely with the council for grants for you know disabled children or, or adults, relatives, etc. Or the cost of going into a care home when someone doesn't need full time assisted care mm. is extortionate.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, like you say, if you've got a double garage or a single garage and you want your mum or dad to be with you and they're not in that phase of life yet, then, you know, sell their house, rent it out, release some equity, spend 25, 30K, give them their own little annex, mm. and they can be with you till they're 85, 90, until they need full time assisted care. Yeah. In which point, you know, you're handing down some money to your grandkids and, and, and so on.
0: Free childcare. So,
1: yeah. yeah, pretty
0: yeah. Amazing, <laughs> Date, date nights and cinema nights on Fridays are back. Get in. Set up a little baby one at the end there. Win-win. Win. Yeah, happy days. Yeah. So obviously business has been been good, and I speak to loads of people in the trades. We talk to a lot of people that are very much like you that have had strong years in, in the trade game, and they're now looking, right, how do we get into property investing? And I think the shrewd business owner is looking at doing that. A lot of our listeners are those types of people. So I guess without going into the technicality of it, mm-hmm why are you thinking that way why have you set up that separate limited company? yeah I mean, what's your big goal there
1: first of all i've already got one of the vehicles that gets us there which is the ability to um to, to to do the building work so i haven't got to worry about what people worry about with finding a builder to do a one-off build and maybe it goes horribly wrong and you lose all your money because of a, a letdown from the from the trade side of things yeah so your guys I, exactly um of course there's the the part, uh, part of passing on wealth to your family um and of course and, and more to the point i just really enjoy it mm. you know I'm, I've already got my couple of rental properties that I have built over the last twenty years. Getting onto something, doing some kind of build, um renovate, um uh, now that type of project for me is the next step into that. It's been held off over the last few years with the other businesses
0: because I've been so caught up in those. Yeah, um, it seems like the natural progression for a lot of people, doesn't it? A lot of the investors we talk to, it's it's the natural progression. They want to get their hands dirty mm-hmm. with like a, yeah. a a sort of. But we talk about it with a kill a lot, don't we, when we talk about the burr. We, yeah, we were, we were yeah, talking about yeah, it off camera yeah. the other day as well. Kind of buy, then refurb, refinance, yeah, rent, repeat. repeat. You know, it's a, it a common thing that yeah. I think the the two years where the market was booming, it was quite difficult to do. Of course. but It's a different case scenario 100%. now. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing already in January, we've seen a 15% increase in flow of new listings mm, coming to the market. Buyers only f- uh, increased demand of 5%. So there's a bit of a gap there. Yeah. Mm. Although there's a lot of sales happening at the moment, but I think they're old buyers that have now got confidence. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see if stock levels increase, which means there's opportunities for those type of properties 100%. you're talking about.
1: And of course, like you said, you've got the br- um version. You've then got your kind of rent-to-rent options um, and service accommodation if it's not HMO. So there's multiple ways to kind of generate really good revenue streams. And the main thing for me is having that other revenue stream, something that's constant. If you've got the ability to keep and retain the asset, that's obviously amazing. Mm-hmm. Or if it's something you're flipping and you're making a, a few quid on, you know, just just as good. Yeah, yeah. The massive thing that we're seeing at the moment, so
2: speaking to these investors, is the HMO route really because of the returns that you can get from it. Yeah. So if you can find a, a gem on the market and yeah. you've got that team around 100%. you builders and that to come in, yeah, and you can make it a
1: cost-effective way of putting money into it and turn it into a five, six bed. HMO. I've got a friend that's got six or seven of them in Portsmouth, and he's, he's you know they're, yeah. they're, some of the houses are four, or five k a month revenue from either students or or corporate lets, and they're 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 filled all, all the time. But we yeah, know. Deal with uh, uh,
0: HMO HMO a
2: thousand pounds a room.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's yeah, <laughs> almost a self contained <laughs> you know, annex.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you know Pete yeah. as well, and his, yeah, of course. his HMO premiers, You know, they're. They are stunning. It, yeah. They are. Yeah. I think HMO gets a bit of a bad rep, doesn't it? Like we were of talking course. about bad yeah, it's rep,
2: funny, isn't it? Because it's like HMO. You think about the old HMO. <laughs> yeah. It was just a box yeah. room It's not a load of rooms in like some
1: sort of shanty like town. These are like these <laughs> <Yeah>. are proper setups. <laughs> Pete's setup focused now. on like you say that more corporate let co living. Or yeah. Yeah. Call it the professional let, yeah. and I think that's kind of also the art form to it. Obviously, Pete's really really experienced in it. But our aim for doing what we're going to do will be if you distinguish yourself at a certain level mm. in terms of how you fit them out, how you kit them out, mm. the prices of the room, yeah. you'll really cut down the niche of the, the person that you're looking for. Yeah. And of course, if you've constantly got the, the whole premises let out by the right standard of person, the word's just going to spread that that's the place to stay versus the other 70% on the market. Mm. So you'll instantly be in like a, yeah. Yeah. You know, you a top that, tier. You know, good, good recommendations your people because you're, you know, the HMA that you've got, being
2: looked after, you've got all the right stuff in there. More than likely, you would never have to market that room never. because no. that current person living there yeah. or in the other rooms will just recommend someone to come. It just in. comes you know, to self-fulfilling a, prophecy yeah. Yeah. at that point. You know, yeah, occupancy rate of hundred yeah. percent
1: coming in, rental price is still yeah.
2: still there. Yeah. And the market, you break the back
1: so... of one or two people that are a corporate, and all of a sudden there's five hundred there. Yeah, yeah. they'll be fine between each other for it because it's the right stands. You know, basic stuff, real high high performing internet. You know those types of things. Desks that have got charging docks on them they're, they're really small bits but a they make the difference yeah
0: that's where people were worried about with HMOs was the void period not of having course. a room let and then it doesn't doesn't stack necessarily but doesn't seem to be the case and I was on a webinar with a company called 20ci they do basically all the economic data for like commercial sort of you know stats and stuff like that but one of the things we were talking about was the rentals and they said the void period or the length of tenancy sorry has now increased from an average of three point one years to four point eight years. So Crazy. picking the right tenant is really important yeah. as well because you know that's basically five years where you can almost yeah. just forget about it. My, my two right places,
1: minus the my, minus a recent one, the same tenant's been in the Bracknell one from where we both were a Prospect back in the day, um, for the last six years. Yeah. And it's basic stuff, letting them decorate, but making sure in the terms that we've got it goes back to a standard pastel colour, should mm-hmm. it should it you chose pink or something along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Um, and it's also great because if they're decorating in certain colors, you're keeping the property up to date without actually needing to kind of do anything yourself, yeah. letting them change carpets. Again, so that they're the right types of colors and just keeping them happy. You know, if something goes wrong, getting it fixed immediately. And that ends up making people stay longer. People only move to go back to somewhere else or to go on to something bigger, really, right? Mm. otherwise they, there's no
0: need for them to move yeah so yeah we speak about that a lot don't we some music to your ears. yeah <laughs> well actually get it fixed quickly what yeah, <laughs> yeah absolute dream How have you found being a landlord over this kind of last 10 years you know like i, I think with my with one of one of my tenants where he was an uber driver mm-hmm. throughout lockdown you know we had to have an honest conversation where he's like look i i can't work like i don't I don't have the ability to furlough because yeah. i'm sort of self-employed. self-employed so you know we had to look at things where we effectively did like a three-month change of rent and then fair play to him we could, we did a lower rent we did one month void then we did a lower rent <clears> and then he paid it back We did an additional kind of top up with it but it was just a private agreement that we yeah. had where you know he's got a family in there i understood where it was yeah um interest rates were so low at the time that it was okay for me i didn't need to make more profit i yeah. didn't lose money other than the one month but yeah. then i made it back so yeah. how have you found that as a landlord of two i
1: mean yeah over the last few, honestly over the last 20 years that i've had my my places i think i've had a couple of original nightmare stories and that was where where i'd done agency i thought i knew everything i'd done a couple of asts from wh smiths thinking right. save everything, <laughs> yeah. and i just had a couple of nightmare tenants but when i say nightmare place was wrecked but cats and god knows what the Cupboard you could open with the grease off your off your hand, oh, right, okay. It's horrible. But once I put it through an agency, again, it's all about doing the right thing in the right way. It all costs money, but it actually saves you money in the long term. Yeah. You know, the times that that's happened maybe cost me a couple of grand to remedy it. But that would have been literally, we're talking 15, 16 years ago. Since then, I've had similar instances with my tenants like you've had there. And it's just a case of the more you show you look after each other, the, you tend to get that reciprocated. And again, you might lose a few quid for one or two months. But then you maintain the tenant for an extra three years, which yeah. is just, there's just no, it's just a no brainer, right? Yeah. So no, over the whole period, honestly, it's um it's been about looking after them and them looking after me. And that hasn't resulted in anything other than being a smooth smooth process, really. Yeah. Very fortunate, probably. I know there's a lot of people out there that have had some yeah. nightmare instances. And mine came where I not tried to cut corners, I just tried to do everything mm-hmm. to be Oh, it's all it's me. I can do everything.
0: Yeah, if you're uh, super efficient with the cost, sometimes yeah, it does backfire. 100%. We see that a lot, like like your example there yeah, with yeah. with a guy that got there. Well, we had the one with the EICR where yeah. he got his own guy in. They said these are the problems. He didn't trust the guy. Then mm. we had to get another one in, then fix the problems. You know, yeah. you you can be too tight sometimes. Yeah, hundred percent. It backfires. Mine
1: was just put more the case of coming out of doing the agency piece for two or three years at the time. I knew everything to an extent. You know, I could I could do well, I could do it all. But what you're not doing is the referencing. They know you're not doing the referencing because stupidly you, you've told them and they know they haven't done one. Yeah. So you've made it to Maggie. You know, you've been, It's oh, it's us together. And actually, if you get the wrong person, yeah. they they know they've got the upper hand on you. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happened in those instances. As soon as that happened after maybe year one or two, I've never not done it through an agency yeah. an Agency since. Dude, that's the service that
2: you pay for, isn't 100%. it? You know, I've, I've said it before and I keep saying it is that it's the communication between you and the tenant that gets that relationship off the ground and continues it on throughout that tenancy. If yeah. there's no proper communication there, they're not going to yeah. listen to you. No. They're not going to care what you no. say. They're becoming more
1: clued up with their rights. Okay. Uh-huh. So they understand what they can, can take them, away. Yeah. Because yeah. it's publicized, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You see, yeah. The yeah. horror it's stories. Yeah. And well, it's, very, it's very right. tenant centric. Yeah. Know? yeah. It's, it, which, okay, cool. It is. It just means you need to be one, find the right tenant. Because yeah. if you just take any any person in, you're going to be asking um, asking for more trouble. Yeah, um, And be flexible with people. You know, like you had the flexibility with, uh, with the, the guy that you mentioned a moment ago. When my rate was as low as it was last year, the tenant, the rent was meant to go up probably about 200 pounds because I hadn't put it up for a year or two. And they were like, look, please, can you not? And I said, well, we're well, well, me in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I left that for two more years. And mm-hmm. um, you know, so again, Dave now really appreciated that, and kind of that's been reciprocated yeah. the, the whole way through the, the agreement.
2: Flexibility and obviously, you know, looking after your investment as a landlord as well. You know, going around there for a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, percent, and having a you know a general conversation, house yeah. family, yeah, and all of that sort of stuff, and then that that builds the relationship. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that I speak to that are renting out properties that have not seen their property for probably three years, yeah. And they're doing everything themselves. Yeah. I haven't got a clue what can do property is. No, their properties no, no, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's just crazy. If you do it, if you do it that way. And it comes back to the cost that you pay compared to the investment
1: that you've got. Or yeah.
2: why wouldn't you pay that extra cost yeah. knowing that everything's covered? Exactly. You do to worry
1: about it. Yeah, exactly. That. Or at least you know it's the company that's looking after it for you. That's what they do. That's yeah. what they specialize in. Yeah. So even if you haven't been around for a year, you've had your plumber around, your electrical guy around, your handyman around. And obviously that's also been fed, fed back to you uh, from, mm. from that side as well. You Sometimes
0: know? landlords just don't, just don't get it. We had, we had a landlord that we've been working with recently and uh, they said to me, yeah, my husband's just basically redecorated, redone everything, we just spent 12 grand. So it's, it's practically brand new in there. So I don't need an inventory. And I was kind of like-
1: <laughs> That's even more you, reason to need one You kind of well. <laughs> missed the point with like, <laughs>
0: spending 150 quid on an inventory after you just yeah, spent 12 15, grand. grand. Well, I, I, that's
1: the time I'd want an inventory. You know, yeah. if it's knackered inside, you'd be like, "Well, there's bumps and grumps everywhere." Yeah, so I'm refit
0: it. When yeah, they if, move I, out if, anyway. I, if it's
1: brand new, I want the most like detailed inventory ever because mm. yeah. that's yeah. where I want it to return to in the next year. In the same, you know? in, yeah, the
0: same standard, less wear and tear, basically. Yeah. So it, interested to know your plans around a limited business and kind of using that as a vehicle. A lot of people use it as a special purpose vehicle. Mm-hmm rather than doing it for yourself you know was there any kind of advice you had or any thoughts or was that just yeah. the route you found so this is
1: this is a this is a learning curve for me at the moment so the limited companys already been set up um, and of course that'll be that'll be the the avenue I'll be taking it down so it becomes an asset to the company as opposed to a personal asset to me yeah there just seems to be more flexibility and of course you're taxed fully now on the interest rate up to the rental rate that yeah. doesn't apply in the in, in the avenue of going down a, a limited company asset but then I've had other conversations with people saying, "No, no, don't put it into a limited company. Put it into a holding. You've got a holding company. That there's another holding company." So, I'm kind of learning on the job at the moment with which way we're going to go, and which ones are the best for the bet, for the option we choose. Yeah, I think you've got your rent to rent options work better in one versus your flips or your BRRs work better in the other. But I'll definitely not be doing any of them via a personal asset this time around. Um, the ability to put things into trust for your kids and so forth through, through, through the company the assets. The tax
0: efficiencies, tax you know, obviously yeah. none of us are accountants here mm. to to lend advice, but the tax efficiencies now seem to be really penalised to a personal landlord. Yeah. You know, even when you just look at the 3% additional and some of the other yeah. stuff that comes into it on stamp duty. But it is very difficult now that you've got that and the that pro- kind of rollout. Basically. The problem is as
1: well, it's not like there's a limit of what is an investor. You know, I've got my three places. I haven't got thirty, you know, Mm. but the same rule applies to someone with three hundred houses as it does to me with three, Um, and that part I think is kind of a bit that's a bit crazy. You know, should be a cut off of maybe five plus is it? It goes to here, you know. When we've moved house, instead of the stamp duty being six thousand pounds, it's been twenty five k just to move into our own personal home because I've got the other two. Yeah. so there's ways to work around that. Obviously, we're putting things into the limited company where that doesn't necessarily apply yep. anymore. However, some of the taxes through the limited company are a little bit higher. Yeah, Um, you win and lose, but you know. Yeah, I think I think they've got to look at it, haven't they, and come up with a solution because
2: they do need more landlords in the market. They need more supply there to meet the demand. And I think the only way that they're going to do that is if they offer incentives to landlords, in regards yes, to tax or, or yeah. something like that. There's been a lot more media coverage about it recently because we come out to sort of see that the budget,
1: even MPs are sort of the nose in it yeah. now
2: saying, right, this needs to happen yeah. if yeah. we want this to be done. Yeah, I
1: think the the stats so, are something like even if they build the right amount of houses every year, it's fifty years yeah. from now to get it right. Yeah. Which means if people aren't going to buy enough houses, then I don't see why the investor group doesn't make it more appropriate. Yeah. They're already leading the tenancy agreements to be very tenant centric. Great, make them make them really secure for the tenant. Yeah. But make it easier for tenants to have availability of properties by having investors to buy them, put them in the right conditions, have all the e- EPCs and what's the new things coming in, um, the energy rating yep. and so forth yeah, yeah. by twenty twenty five or sea and above. Yeah. You know, yeah. that will incentivize people to spend more on the that properties. Yeah. If it happens. And his favourite subject <laughs> about twenty twenty eight Okay, now. yeah. Uh, it seems it
2: even being scrapped for the minute.
1: Like yeah. I can't I can't, I can't see it. how by twenty twenty five they implement it because they're probably 80% of the properties in the UK that are, <laughs> yeah. are below
0: a It's definitely you know.
2: depends
1: on the... There'll be a lot of offloading. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. it depends who so comes in, come in and what they do. Sort of yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how it, it, it sort of flows. But yeah. I think with any... You know, this podcast is around investing. And mm. I think we've always seen and always will see, I believe, that if you want the secure wealth building yeah. product, service, business, whatever you want to call it, Property just seems to be a much more stable yeah. asset in the yeah. UK, especially yeah. than when you're looking at all of the other methods, you know, stock markets, cryptos, yeah. forex, whatever it may be. It's not as
1: intricate as those. It's pretty simple. It always, my, my dad always said to me when, before I bought my first, put your money into bricks and mortar, it only goes one way. Yeah. And over the years, I've had the ups and downs, but the downs have never been like crippling. They've just been annoying, you know, wrong time where you can't remove any money or mm. you can't sell it now. Mm. Um, It's always gone up, you know, property. I bought 20 years ago It's doubled and i've had money out of it that's bought other property yeah so you know that you know that's the beauty of it yeah i think it's generation as well you know us being
2: older we understand that property is probably the best investment because we're thinking about the long-term goals as in the younger generation it's wins. all crypto shares. Yeah. How can I 10x that whiskey, barrels? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whiskey, whiskey barrels? 48 hours. Yeah, whiskey barrels. <laughs> it's <that> anything.
0: <laughs> I random? know about drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: got something
0: through the other day saying investing in whiskey and all that. I was like, oh, you <laughs> must be in the same algorithm as me. 600% gains. Not if you drink it. Tax, tax- free, <laughs>
1: from what I've heard on it. The yeah, not you're, the not if you're drinking it. It's no, there's no answer. But right. yeah, and also I think the UK is just becoming much more of a tenanted scene like the like America is, you yeah. know, and if that's the case, it, and it's inevitable that there are going to be more investors. So, you know. Otherwise. And we've
0: got the space to do the build. You know, you talk about yeah. the build issues there where we haven't built enough. We always use the stat that there is more land filled by golf courses in the <laughs> UK than property. Yeah. That's mental, it's isn't true, it? Man. When you think about it. So there's loads of space to build into. Yeah, We do need it. I think that the the amount of property that we're short is in excess of a whole Birmingham city. at month, 100%. Basically. Yeah. So, you know, that's crazy. And it's why demand has been so high. But the tenant market at the moment, you know, it's, it's very difficult with the tenants at the yeah. moment. They're in a real bum fight to try and find good properties, good yeah. landlords. And that that won't change unless they ease it up for landlords. And it just keeps the whole cycle going. Because if, if, the, if the tenants are future first-time buyers and we're trying to benefit the first-time buyer, we're making it so expensive to rent that, that you don't never get the gonna first time buyers. Save
1: enough to be a buyer. Yeah. yeah, which is I suppose one of the things we've got to consider is that the the underlying driver that, that the country is looking for. Are they looking for it to be a tenanted only market eventually? Mm-hmm. Hence, doing that, you know, makes it that you know yeah. if they can't get if they can't if they're renting and they can't get off the ladder because they can't onto ladder. Sorry, because they can't save you know, then it's impossible kind yeah. of where they are. What's,
0: what's the next big plans for Helix? Is it kind of, have you got different ideas or are you kind of quite happy staying in the lane yeah, at the I, moment?
1: I think where we've grown, you know, we've kind of doubled from year before last and then doubled again last year. And it all sounds like rainbows when, when you do that, but everything becomes a lot more complicated. Double the stress. Yeah. <laughs> double the stress, double the teams, the bills go through the roof and uh, it ends up just becoming for us at the moment, like a settling process to stick where we are. Um, The the kind of the HMO or the flips or the BRRs will be another avenue for what we're looking to do. Mm -hmm. We would love to eventually get into getting hold of some land. Mm -hmm. Um, That's probably going to be working alongside some JVs with some investors to obviously get the purchase of the land rolling. Um, Because we've got the facility to take on and do the builds. Yeah, That would be amazing. You know, if we had an element to Helix, which was more the home renovation side, and then a small development company. That's kind of been a dream of mine since... Buying my first place or working at Prospect twenty years ago.
0: Yeah, land or commercial units or commercial into resi yeah, and things like yeah. that. Seems any to be- anything
1: that basically you can kind of be immersed in the project and see it growing, see it developing. That's kind of a cool, cool lifestyle and work balance for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Well, wish you the best of luck with it. It's great to hear your story. We've we've been really keen to get people that are owning businesses in the trades that are looking to do exactly what you're looking to do. I think there's a lot of people out there that are. And there's probably a lot of people that have listened to this and probably gained a bit of confidence to say, well, look, yeah, if Sean's doing it, then 100%. then why don't I? 100%. I think, there is no I think bad the world time. needs it.
1: Yeah, and there's no bad time to buy anything, I don't think. I know there's points where it's high, but it always goes higher. Yeah. You know, so um, thanks for having me, guys.
0: Yeah, appreciate you coming on.
1: Yeah. Awesome.